today. The Taliban says they will not extend the deadline to get Americans out. Joe Biden says, eh, okay. And meanwhile, Jen Psaki says no Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. Okay, nothing to see here. Don't worry. There is no stranding going on. Do not believe your lion eyes. We have got a lot coming up today, and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today again from an undisclosed bunker, but back in the studio, I have two fan favorites. We've got uh, Yaku Buyans and Eric July, Blaze TV contributors. Uh, of course, thank you guys so much for being here. Well, I shouldn't say here. Thank you for being there while I am here. I know you guys will hold down the fort just fine. Um, let me get to the headlines of the day. Uh, top headline being that the Taliban announced that it will no longer allow Afghan nationals to go to the Kabul airport in order to flee the country. Um, so they have announced that as well as that they will not extend the deadline for Americans to get out which is August 31st, and they said, uh, this is this is the, a quote from the Taliban, they said, they have the opportunity, they have all the resources, they can take all the people that belong to them, but we are not going to allow Afghans to leave and we will not extend the deadline. Uh, and they said this would be a violation of the agreement the U.S. established with the regime. Um, but, uh, you know, as we know, the way to the airport has been closed. There are Taliban checkpoints uh, every which way you can look. Um, obviously, there are issues with Americans being able to get to the to the airport or even getting the resources to get, uh, you know, around the uh, the city. But uh, the Taliban says, well, they've got they've got their ways and they should be able to get there. And if not tough, I guess. Uh, now, it's interesting because um, Jen Psaki was asked by Peter Ducey about this particular stranding. And gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on on the Taliban and, and on them saying that they will not extend the deadline. And I guess also the idea of the U.S. kind of going back and forth, capitulating to the Taliban, if you will. But um, I also want to get your thoughts on Jen Psaki, who claims that no Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. Here she is with, of course, Peter Ducey, who seems to be the only person who will challenge her at any given point in time. Uh, here she is in that exchange. Watch. Most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan. It's the way that he has ordered it to happen by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan right I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said, when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. 
Oh, she's just calling you out, Peter. She's just calling you out. That's what was happening. Uh, so, gentlemen, I want to pass it over to you guys at the table. Number one, uh, the Taliban saying, no, you're not getting a deadline. We know that you guys have just uh, an insane amount of people here, but you do not get extra time to come get them. And number two, the United States, the actual White House not being able to admit that there are Americans, in fact, stranded in Afghanistan. Are we living in, in crazy world? Look, I mean, this semantics and in this hour that you can play semantics and go back and forth and wordsmith these kind of things is sickening, right? Number one, you left Americans behind. We're not blind. You left them behind. You landed a chopper. You evac the, the embassy. You left Americans. Now what we're hearing is you're not going to make it by the 31st of August because your commander in chief is negotiating with the Taliban and they go, no, sorry, Joe, you have all the resources. You are going to have Americans for real stranded September 1st, not being able to come home. And now the question is to the Taliban, Sarah, what happens to the Americans that are still there September 1st? Is it fair game? Are they now treated under Sharia law if they're a woman? Are they now being raped and plundered? Are they being killed and beheaded if they're a man? Like what happened September 1st? Oops, didn't think about that. I'm sure he didn't think about that. So left them behind. Yeah, I'm sure he thought, I'm sure he thought that the Taliban would just play fair, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you are dealing with the Taliban. Why not just think, oh, they'll just play by the rules? Yeah, no, I mean, insane. Yeah, no, the, <laughs> that is what was botched about the whole situation. Of course, Peter Ducey, he kind of worded it in a way that I think really puts everything into perspective. And that is that I think people have less a problem with the leaving of Afghanistan, which yeah. to me, honestly, is surprising. I'm glad that a lot of people came around to that position. It yeah. took some people a very long time to, to get around to we sh should not be in Afghanistan. But you were there nonetheless. And unfortunately, the way that you got up out of there left a lot of people out, for lack of better terms, stranded. I know she Jinsaki didn't want us to say that, but for lack of better terms, that's where they're at. But I think this speaks to, like even at the international level, that a lot of these groups, whether it be other governments, I mean, terrorist organizations, whatever you want to call them, they look at like America and they're looking at them differently than what they had in the past. And yeah. right now it's like, I can't remember if it was, was North Korea that they were speaking with in which their leader or representative basically suggested that they were not in a position of, of strength. Uh, to negotiate basically on whatever terms. It seems like we have another another one of those. Now, unfortunately, I do see that this could be a situation where this could be used as a means to, okay, we're going to go back and go back to war because of that. I would hate to see a situation like that. And that's when the conspiracy theorists get to talking like us. Like, was that the plan all along yeah, to yeah. kind of fraud a fraud a leave, leave people stranded to then say, oh, hey, we can't leave you guys stranded justify. and they're not negotiating to justify their involvement going back there. I could absolutely see that happen. But that the American people that are there stuck, it doesn't matter to them. They don't yeah. that, that yeah. should even be something that uh, I guess pertains to them. Unfortunately, though, that's kind of what we're dealing with, with, with politics and, and the pay for play and people having their own interests in mind. And a lot of those people are disposable. So I don't want to be. Uh, uh, like tripping about what's happening to happening to those people. I don't want to delegitimize that. That absolutely is happening, and those people are stuck, and we'll see what happens to the Taliban, but I can absolutely see this being a situation where they try to use this to justify their involvement back over there. Yeah, and, and Sarah, a couple of things that I want, don't want to, to slip through the cracks, right? And number one is the Taliban is not allowing Afghans to leave, yeah. right? 
So, so what is going to happen? Let's ask this question. Let's just have truth on this show like we always do because no other network will. <laughs> What's going to happen to the guy who's been an informant to a CIA operator for the last 15 years? He's going to die. They're going to kill him. They're going to rape his children. They're going to murder him in a public square. This is a lockdown. Same thing happened in South Africa. You can't leave the country. You can't take your wealth out. This is going to be a disaster. And, and let's be reminded, it's American civilians stranded. This is not Marines. It's not trained people. Find your way to the airport. You can't get to the airport, right? We're not going to make this deadline of the 31st. They're not making it easy for us. They're shutting roads down, right? They're doing all kinds. It's not like they, they paved a highway for every American and said, you know what? We're going to stand down and, and not radicalize people and not go door to door and see who has a Bible app on their phone. No, this is, this is serious. And, and the 31st is just, you blink your eyes and we're at the 31st. And, and, and the White House can't even tell us, Sarah, the numbers are between 10 and 15,000 Americans still in Afghanistan. The fact that the United States government does not know how many Americans are actually on the ground is is. It's an abomination, okay? It's so, ridiculous. So, so hold on. So do you think that they truly don't know, or do you think that they know and just don't want to say? This administration, look, I, I wouldn't put it over them to actually know and lie to the American people. That's their normal, that's status quo for them. Mm -hmm. But I really do think they've lost absolute control over this country and over, over what's the affairs, the departments are not talking to each other. I, I really think it's a shambles. I don't even know that they know what's happening domestically, never mind what's happening in Afghanistan. That's a good yeah, point. Well, that's that's fair. That's really fair. I mean, look, the, the Taliban has warned that the United States could face consequences if we were to try to go in and evacuate our people after that date. I guess my my question is, do we is that something to be concerned about when you're dealing with the Taliban? Because as far as I know, the Taliban has not they're not going to change what they're what they're overreaching goals are, right? They are going to continue to hate the West and America, and they are going to continue to target us no matter what they say, you know, uh, leading up to that. So it's hard for me to listen to the Taliban say, oh, well, you better be careful or you're going to face consequences if you do X, Y, Z. It's like, aren't you trying to kill us anyway? So shouldn't we at least go in there and make sure that we have all of our civilians who don't deserve to be wrapped up in this? I think Joe Biden personally owes it to every single one of those Americans who still is over there to make sure that they get brought back home. Now, Eric, I'm going to toss this to you first because I do know you are the uh, the uber libertarian mm -hmm. at the table. Am I wrong? Do we just leave them there? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, you're not you're not wrong to assume that people that put people in a crap situation to attempt to take the route that is the best case scenario. And that is less, obviously, American civilians uh, that are killed out of this. Because, again, it is partially, not partially, wholly, I'd argue, your fault why they're in this situation. For whether it be you considering the last 20 years or you considering the botch effort to remove yourself. But like I've said before, it's that they don't seem to understand how this negotiation rather is working because they're looking at the Taliban as if they're looking at themselves. And I guess in some ways you can say that, but it's not like these guys have these sort of values in which they are going to try to make it. All right. We're going to cut our losses. You stay out of our business. We'll stay out of yours uh, and, and do whatever you need to do. But once you leave, we're going to take it. We're going to do whatever we want. That's that's a best case scenario. But I don't think that's how the Taliban wants to operate. 
operate. It's like you mentioned, and I don't know, that's what's going to be interesting to come from this after the 31st, because the Taliban, it seems like, is saying they're more focused on Afghanistan. And we already are Afghan people. So we already know that there has been an effort to even get people as more so in a refugee situation from that from over there, maybe some of them are, maybe of the informant class, maybe some aren't, but to try to get them from over there to over there, that's also been a leading effort and the Taliban is totally uh, aware of that. Now, I don't know exactly what that means for Americans. Like you said, that's the one that's up for question. We know what it means for the people of Afghanistan, but what does it mean for, okay, it's now it's September the 1st and there are people, albeit locked behind enemy lines, that are Americans, what happens to them? You make a really you make a really good point earlier. It makes a great case to go in and make war yep. right again. But I'll say this. Uh, when we could have gone to war, we took out Soleimani with a single drone strike. No casualties, no collateral damage. There's a way. I've been a part of m several operations. Jen Psaki tells us they're talking to Americans. Sarah, if they were talking to Americans from satellite footage, you'd be able to see Americans move in a succinct fashion according to a strategic plan to be executed. They wouldn't be all over the place scattering, calling their parents at home, trying to go here, trying to go here. There's no directive coming from the top. They're not talking to Americans, okay? Making a phone call here and saying, we're coming for you, whatever. That's not a plan. If you really want to evac Americans, it will be a military operation, not a war. Yeah. You go in the silent of the night, you come in like freaking Batman, and you execute and you evac people. Not what we're seeing though, many of the planes leaving had more Afghans on it than Americans on it. And so I, what the Taliban is saying is, you're not gonna extract a single US lover out of this country that is of Afghan descent. Yep. They wanna kill them all. That's what they're doing. So, and what happens to the American that September 1st is not home yet? Question, who knows? I has I'm I I don't know. It's uh it's a really sad avoidable situation I think is just the really hard part of that to uh to grasp. All right. We've got more on the way. First, we want to thank our sponsor Omega XL. So, um, if you are just maybe you just live in pain, you've reached the age where just everything hurts or you had a car accident and you hurt your back, whatever the case may be, you've got to try Omega XL. Uh, it is an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand, which I know some people out there think it's natural so it won't work, but it actually is backed by 35 years of clinical research. It really works. Um, Pat Ray has used it. I have used it as well. Um, and it has really done wonders for us. So if you are living in constant pain, just realize it doesn't have to be that way. You can use Omega XL, which is going to attack the inflammation in your painful and stiff joints and muscles, which oftentimes you don't realize is actually the root cause of your pain. So if you are one, one of those people out there who you just rub like the icy hot on your shoulder and you're like, wow, that feels great for 10 minutes and then it hurts again. Don't be like that, okay? Go use Omega XL, get rid of the inflammation and you can actually get rid of your pain for good. You can go to Omega XL dot com right now. If you order now, you will get a second bottle for free at omegaxl.com slash news. That is omegaxl.com slash news. Now, just to wrap up this uh, conversation about what is going on in Afghanistan, there comes a report uh, that the Biden administration is struggling 
so much to uh, house and process all of these uh, Afghan evacuees that they are housing them in uh, places where the living conditions uh, are just horrible, including the one at uh, an airbase in Qatar, which are awash with loose feces and urine and a rat infestation. Uh, now, the Navy Captain William Urban, who is a spokesman for U.S. Central Command, has said it has been challenging to keep up with the flow, but we have made progress in caring for and safeguarding these vulnerable individuals and in getting them moving onward. Um, my question would be, if that is making progress, if uh, living in feces and urine and, and rat-infested areas is making progress, um, what did it look like before? But uh, this just kind of seems to be the norm in the Biden administration. You have all of these people at the border that they don't have room for. And so they throw them into these unsanitary living conditions. You have these people now uh, that they are bringing back from Afghanistan, don't have room for them, don't have a place to put them, and don't seem to care enough to uh, get them anywhere other than places that are disgusting. Uh, gentlemen, your thoughts. Yeah, it's the pot calling the kettle black, right? Typical Biden administration, you know, children in feces floating upside down in the rivers, accusing Trump of having camps with kids, but then they are overrun McAllen, Texas. Why would it be any different? But look at what you're talking about. We have pictures of Afghans leaving that country, yet we're talking about Americans still there. The initiative, yeah. uh, the priority is not Americans. People get this right now in your big head or your little head or whatever it is. <laughs> they do not care about Americans. This is political posturing. This is playing, playing the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. This is making this administration God, which you're not very far from it, right? And it's all for political gain. It's, all, it's a game to these people. Because to, if you truly care about Americans, which real true blue American would not say, uh, go get our people first? First, mm. thank you very much. No, 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 we're gonna help the Afghans around the world and bring, bring who knows what into our country. Half a freaking Al Qaeda back into our country, you know, under a refugee program. No, this is par for the course. It's politics. They're playing a game as if it's Monopoly. This is not real life to these people. Oh, like I said the other day, uh, I believe it was last week, talking about a lot of people now understand how disposable they are to the American government. Uh, you're a means to an end, and that's about it. And I hate to talk about we're dealing with actual human beings, but like you had said, it's like they're little pawns either on the chest, not even chess at this point. It is more akin to Monopoly uh, than anything else, where these people, on American people, it was conducive for them at one point for them to be helped and then it wasn't and then they found out how quick the government be like okay go screw you we're gonna do whatever we need to do we may get around to you and i think what you're saying is on the topic of like the refugee resettlement programs i've been talking about this really for it for years is a really corrupt system and it has been for a very long time that taxpayers have been uh, uh subsidizing it's not the 
economic or Hollywood elites who act like they want all the immigrants that are subsidizing these programs. It's not them. They're the ones doing it. I believe even Airbnb uh, was talking about it the other day uh, about having like 20,000 of their spots be dedicated for helping out people that are coming around the country. Somebody fact checked me uh, in the studio on that particular number, but it was something like that. Now, of course, they're not doing that at the kindness of their heart. The government will go, is going to obviously lace them up, be with a contract or something uh, or something like that. But all of that stuff about Kumbaya playing world police, helping everybody, it looks and sounds very good. It's an easy thing to tweet out. It gets a lot of retweets. It makes you seem like this big humanitarian. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty of the execution of these policies, they almost always and exclusively end up exactly not only as they are right now what we're dealing with at the border but obviously what we're dealing with the refugee settlement uh, programs have been dealing with before but especially now considering that they're trying to get these people up out of afghanistan it's a mess but it didn't just start becoming a mess it's been a mess all this stuff about the, the whether it be with the politicians or the hollywood guys who sit here and yell and scream pontificate yelling at whatever podium about bring them all in we have enough room for them we'll care for them we we'll take care of them all of that sounds good but you're going from a to z without going through everything in between and this is the mess that you unfortunately live up to because all that political posturing is just that political posturing without any any thought sarah going towards culture you're you're bringing in a culture here you don't and again we can't even vet who's coming across the mexican border right now they're not vetting who's coming in Let's just talk for a second a little bit Sharia law. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what, what, is, what is the cultural influence that's coming in? They don't care. It, it is a game. You're right. You're replaceable. You're a pawn. Just deal with it. And, and for those of you who voted for this administration, I'm going to be kind for a minute. Maybe now get your head screwed on straight. All right. And start understanding that they do not care about you. They haven't. They won't. They will never. I think, too, the most frustrating part of hearing all of the defenses uh, coming from the left right now is, of course, hearing them say, well, President Trump was the one who made the decision to leave Afghanistan. And it's like, yeah, well, President Trump was not the one who decided to leave everyone there and leave like in the middle of the night without telling anyone. It's like there's no there's no context given. There's no nuance there it's to explain. Ga- gaslighting. That yeah. Le- yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like there. It's not just oh, we just leave Afghanistan. Boom, we're gone. There is obviously a method to it, um, and and everyone wants to leave that out. Sarah, if this was Trump's plan, which is not, if it truly was Trump's plan, trust me, Biden canceled anything with Trump's name or smell on it. Okay, that's a great point. He ran for the heels. If it had and two bills we worked on, he canceled because just because Trump touched it and it was for children. Mm-hmm. So this guy will literally, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice American children's safety for, for not to be aligned with Trump. So saying that he's executing Trump's plan, bogus. Don't believe you. Secondly, NATO would have gone ballistic before this happened if Trump's plan was this, because they had been discussing a plan under the Trump administration with NATO, with the Taliban, and you would have heard about oh. This is going to be bad. Now NATO is going nuts on the execution of Joe Biden. They go, well, we, Biden says, we haven't, haven't heard anything from NATO or any of our allies that they're upset. They're furious. They're absolute, they also have people stranded. There's Brits stranded. There's French stranded. There's a whole lot of people. Let's not, they're not just Americans. Those nations are trying to get their people out. 
uh, thank you, yeah. Joe. And all of them are going, oh, oh, thank you. Thanks for ditching us and leaving our people behind enemy lines. Yeah, no, yeah. It, that's the thing that just does not get talked about or doesn't get discussed enough because they know that it would require them to have to put the responsibility <laughs> on the parties that are directly involved. Now, when it comes to the perpetuation of well, perpetuating the war efforts, we can mm -hmm. say that there's every president has been recently is, yeah. is, is responsible in that. But when it comes to the actual evacuation. That falls not only on his on, on his head because it happened during his presidency, but that's his one job. You know what I mean? Like first we, job. That, yeah, that's the number. That's first what job. that's literally what the what freaking president is supposed to do. Like, that's what he does. So to <laughs> act like uh, that's uh, uh, he's absolved of this because, oh, he's just following on what the pre previous president before did is just complete nonsense. And they just don't want to put the responsibility on the people that it should be on and that's the problem so they then as they do with everything else well blame the orange man blame the orange man. blame the guy before him it, it's his fault look yes the right position was to get people out of there get the i mean the military up out of there stop fighting in other people's wars that is the correct position but you're there you at least could have had a better plan to get the heck up out of there it just really goes to show that you had no idea what you were doing you know you know you, I, i'm gonna align joe biden with colin kaepernick you know <laughs> uh -oh. when you can't when you can't throw the ball as a quarterback you don't get to play when you can't defend the nation as a president you can't be president <laughs> <laughs> all right we've got more to come uh after the break but first we want to thank our sponsor bambi so uh, if you are running a small, but first of all, if you're running a small business right now in 2021 under the Biden administration, God bless you, because it's not easy right now, all right? So first of all, God bless you. But second of all, uh, if you are running a small business, the thing that you really need to make sure you have in your life is Bambi. So Bambi, it's B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, and it was, um, it's basically a, they have all of these HR managers, dedicated HR managers who know all of the labor rules and regulations. They know all of the minimum wage requirements. They know all of the things that you don't have time to go and learn because the government brings up all of this red tape. It makes it really hard for you to run a company and know all of the HR things that you're supposed to know to make sure that you don't get sued and all of the other things, right? They have all of these dedicated HR managers there for you for $99 a month. That includes uh, onboarding, terminations. You can talk to them at all times for a uh, real-time chat, email, phone, however you want to talk to them, and they can help you really customize your policies to fit your business. Now, I said $99 a month. I want to remind you guys, if you are a business owner, um, if you're a business owner, you realize probably that um, HR manager salaries are like $70,000 a year. So not great at math, pretty sure $99 a month is way cheaper than $70,000 a year. So they're going to save you money. They're going to make sure that your HR changes from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. You got to check them out. I'm telling you, you can cancel anytime, but you're not going to want to because they're going to bring so much value to your business. And you're going to be able to spend time doing things that you want to do with your business, like really making money. All right. You got to go to Bambi.com slash matter. Schedule your free HR audit today at Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash matters. Well, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci had another oopsie. 
Um, it wasn't enough that he said, don't wear masks. Oh, wait, wear masks. Oh, wait, uh, herd immunity is 70. Oh, no, wait, I think it's 90 and all of the other flip flops that he has done. For some reason, they still keep putting him on television to make these stupid back and forth flip-flopping statements. And uh, yesterday was no different. He actually earlier in the day had just said that uh, the country could really get some good control over COVID by fall or winter um, of 2022. Later that same day, he was like, whoops, my bad. I didn't mean to say that actually. Uh, Here is Dr. Fauci making his correction watch. I do want to ask you something about you the, that you said to NPR today. You said if the majority of Americans get vaccinated, quote, we could start to really get some good control over this as we get back into the fall of 2022 a year from now. Is that the best case scenario? And what does control look like? No, you know, I, you know, uh, uh, Anderson, I have to apologize when I listened to the tape. I meant to say the spring of 2022. So I did misspeak. And in the conversation with Mary Louise Kelly, she was saying, when do I think we're going to start to get some control? I said, if we can get through this winter and get really the majority, overwhelming majority of the 90 million people who have not been vaccinated, vaccinated, I hope we could start to get some good control in the spring of 2022. I didn't mean the fall. I misspoke. My bad. Wow. Uh, His bad. So don't worry. Like when he told everyone walking around with masks is silly, don't do it. And then he said, actually, you need to wear a mask or you're going to die. His bad. Um, When he told your children to wear masks um, from the moment they wake up in the morning until the moment they go to sleep at night, um, his bad. Um, When he, you know, put all all of these policies forth. Uh, helped them craft these policies that were actually, in fact, harming more people. Um, his bad, guys. It's like I, I don't know if you, if you gentlemen, you guys at the table realize this, but um, it, but his bad. Okay. So. <laughs> look, look. Um, here's the deal. Uh, uh, so, so Fauci, what you're saying to us that the, is that the vaccine actually prevents people, again in your statement, from getting. COVID, because if we can just get the last 90 million, which is bogus, that number's not accurate, okay? We do not have, you know, 260 or 80 million people vaccinated. No, we don't. So you're saying we can't get COVID. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Almost everybody I know that have gotten a vaccine has gotten COVID. Most has gotten COVID. Here's the deal, though. Hold on, hold on. Here's the deal, though. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. His bad. He's bad. He's bad. He's bad. He's bad. Uh, but, but are you aware that the inner talk of the current administration is if you've gotten the vaccine once, they consider you unvaccinated. If you've gotten the vaccine twice, they're now considering you unvaccinated. Right now, you no. need to get the booster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not until you get the booster that they now fully go. <laughs> you're fully vaccinated. Right. And still people are getting COVID. It will never end ever. It ends when we say we're done. We're done. OK, but he's bad. Look, that's <laughs> the reality is that this whole as every public health expert, I'm so tired of freaking Dr. Fauci, but it's not just him. He's just who everybody unfortunately listens to because he's been given this megaphone to just espouse these nonsensical claims of, well, we'll get over it or we have a potential to get over it. And all of these public health experts, it's July 4th. It's 
this month, oh, wait a minute, now it's next year. Mm-hmm. And not, maybe not the winter, but it'll become the winter once spring comes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Once spring comes by next year because it's never going to end. Like you said, I mean, the efficiency rates, even for uh, the Pfizer vaccine, isn't that high, uh, even according to them, according to Pfizer, Pfizer themselves, because of the Delta variant. And like you mentioned, so many people, which the media doesn't really want to cover, they call them the breakthrough cases. And we've heard time and time again that a lot of those breakthrough cases are underreported. It's a lot more of them than we're being led on to believe. So all that is saying that, the vaccine isn't working to the degree that they said that it would work. So if it's not working like that, why on earth would we somehow get control of it, which is basically eradicating a virus? And that's never going to happen nope. uh, anyway, especially considering how inefficient that they are. It's just something that's going to have to be dealt with. And they don't have the gonads to tell the American people that that's the reality. Most of you are going to get COVID. That's it. That some is people, the reality. Some people are going to yes. unfortunately pass from it. Yes. That's a reality. But we must get on with our lives. And you're seeing now that this does not end until, like you mentioned, people say no more, whether it be through forms of civil disobedience, however it is, yeah. you have to tell them that no, no more. Because if you allow them, they're going to continue to string you along. I say this and I end with this. If there's anybody that calls themselves a, a, a person that values liberty, I don't care if they call themselves libertarian, conservative, whatever it is that you consider uh, yourself as in politics or you're out of politics. If right now you're not full blown anti all of these measures then you are useless in the fight for liberty right now. We've had way too many of these conservative Republican politicians that are all wishy-washy on, on, on this subject. Well, let's just do what, you know, what they say what we can do. You got all these stupid Republican doctors doing all of these uh, uh, commercials saying, well, we'll get back to some sort of normalcy if y'all get jabbed up. Whoops. Looks like that didn't happen. Yep. So if they are flaky on this subject matter, they are useless. And unfortunately, it sounds like most of them. So it's going don't be up to the American people to just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. No more. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're talking about bringing Americans home. Some Americans should leave this country. If you don't like liberty and freedom, hey, maybe you go to Afghanistan and go live there and see how you like that. How you like me now, you know? And uh, honestly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If the first jab, I, did, if the first jab didn't work, Sarah, why would the second one work? Mm-hmm. Why would you trust? Well, you, but, you, but your, we talk, your trust but we should go this. down at this point, not up. We talk. We talk about this on the program often, though, Yaku. On the left, their rule of thumb is if something doesn't work, you just <laughs> do right. it harder, and then magically it somehow will work. Don't don't check the work on that one. Just trust me on it. All right, let me let me get to this really quickly, and then we we've, we've got to take a break. But I want to play it for you, uh, Bill De Blasio on vaccine mandates. You know what? I'm not even going to prep you with what he says. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you listen straight from the horse's mouth. Watch. Look, human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So uh, a mandate helps people to realize it's time. FDA final approval on Pfizer said it's time. Now, the Biden administration could do something else that would really help us all move forward. Speed the approval of the vaccine for the five to 11 year olds. Oh, human beings do well when there's a carrot and a stick. Is that true? (laughs) That, number one, human behavioral science, that is not true, okay? There's not, a, there's not a, a psychiatrist worth his or her salt that will, that will, you know, agree with that. Number one, are you inciting violence, de Blasio? Are you talking about stick hitting people? 
Maybe we bring you a carrot and a stick. Maybe take a carrot and a stick to you, maybe, for a second. Maybe yeah, that's what you think of the Americans is, hey, give them a carrot, but we also carry the stick. That's actually very truthful. You know, Fauci didn't misspeak because they actually believe they want to prolong this into the fall of next year. Mm. De Blasio actually didn't misspeak. He goes, no, dangle a carrot and we'll whack them. Yeah. When they take the carrot, we'll whack them. How we whack them? We take their freedom. Listen to when these people speak. They're so deaf, dumb, mute, and stupid, right, that they'll actually tell you the game plan. The game plan is they think you're that gullible, Eric, that they can dangle you a little carrot with safety yeah. and whack you with a stick. Extortion. It's called extortion or coercion. Either of those terms you want to use to describe what's happening, that's exactly what it is. And really, that's how really every government law uh, or mandate works. It essentially is them holding a gun up to your head and saying, well, don't do it. Now, in this case, this is an absolute act of aggression uh, that they are initiating because they are saying, holding a gun essentially up to people's head saying you have to get this vaccine if you're going to be required to go in this. And of course, if you don't, well, they'll send the goons to get you up out uh, of there. So it's a threat of violence. And uh, they're getting less and less uh, shaky from talking around that. They're getting more emboldened. Yeah. It's more so what they is because they're getting cocky because they've gotten away with it for a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Well uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Raycon, which I'm kind of excited about this one today because I'm actually wearing my Raycons. I'm going to go ahead and show them in my ear right now because um, I never get to show my Raycons whenever I talk about Raycons. So Raycon is obviously a wireless earbud and they're way better than any of their competitors. They don't have the annoying stems that stick out like this is just earbud directly in ear. They've got a bunch of different sizes of the little um, the tips and you can pick which size works for you, put it in your ear very, very comfortably, listen to your favorite podcast, watch your favorite TV show. Um, my husband just the other day was, he put the Raycons on, I was sleeping on the couch and he put the Raycons on and turned them on to watch TV through the Raycons so that the noise wouldn't come out. So there's a ton of things that you can use your Raycons for around your house now and they are going to give you, like I feel like I'm in the studio right now listening to these guys through my Raycons because the quality is that good. Uh, they also have a 32 hour battery life so you can listen to what you want for as long as you want. I don't know what you're listening to for 32 hours, but I'm not gonna judge, okay? Uh, they also come with a 45 day happiness guarantee. You really can't lose, you've gotta give them a try. I know um, Eric's wife uses them mm -hmm. as well. She, she really loves them as well. I've heard nothing but good things from everyone who has Raycons. You're going to get a steal on them, all right, because they're already priced very reasonably. And you're also gonna get 15% off if you go to buyraycon.com slash Y, that is B-U-Y, raycon.com slash Y. Andrew Cuomo uh, on his final day in office, I guess he just he really wanted to do something that represented the tone of New York. So what he did was uh, he finally once again gave out four sentence commutations and one pardon. Uh, for This is of course for like murderers. Uh, so he made a parole board referral for a man over his role in the deadly 1981 Brinks armored car robbery uh, and a referral for a weather underground member who was convicted of three counts of second degree murder, four counts of first degree robbery, uh, unilaterally ordered the release of four other prisoners 
Uh, one was sentenced to serve 50 years to life after being convicted of a robbery murder. Uh, the list goes on. So he did something very, very New Yorkish, uh, apparently, on his last day in office and pardoned more murderers. Now, I will say, gentlemen, before I toss it to you, I know we don't have much time. I will say um, sad news, though, for Andrew Cuomo is that the international Emmys did take back their uh, their award that they gave him. They stripped him of his award. He may no longer say that he won an international Emmy. So, yeah, that's only to save their own hide. That's that's yeah. because they gave it to him in the first place. I'll say this. Uh, we better check and make sure Ghislaine Maxwell is still in prison, number one, that he didn't <laughs> slip her through the cracks, you know, as he was going in. As Cuomo was sitting in his home, I go, how do I encapsulate and put a cap on my, you know, my run in office? The best way I can do it is to let more criminals go plunder and steal in New York. And it's probably par for the course. It's probably an accurate representation of who he is as a thug. That's how you would remember him. So well done. I would like to <laughs> know his uh, reasoning for that, considering some of those charges, they're very um, serious, for lack of better terms. Uh, so I would yeah. like to know what his reasoning was behind, behind what it is that he's doing. But like you said, it's just, that's his legacy. I, I feel like to even govern in New York, you have to kind of be that way. It's one of those space, spots, definitely New York City, though, you know, I know he's, you know, we're talking about him more in the governorship. The man's a thug, like you mentioned. He's been one, and it just sucks that that's what it had to take was for uh, all of what happened with the, the, you know, the sexual assault accusations or misconduct, let's call it that, uh, accusations for him to kind of go under. And it had nothing to do with him, I don't mm -hmm. know, letting off ticking time bombs in nursing homes, uh, which I feel like he should be behind bars um, yes. for that. Yes. Like that, if you want to talk about incriminating, but that, that's not what it was. It's funny, it's despite knowing that they still gave him the Emmy. So for me, that doesn't redeem them as exactly. far as I'm concerned, because exactly. you knew what he was doing. Uh, it was around the COVID nonsense. That's why you gave him the International Emmy in the first place, because mm -hmm. of, he was always so weak. The man couldn't stay off of TV. You could tell he was just basking in that stuff. Couldn't stay off of TV talking about this. They gave him an International Emmy, despite him letting off time bombs in the nursing homes. And he's still going to get away with that. He still has not been prosecuted for that. He's still above the law. Yeah. He's still above the yeah. law. Did you guys see the story that he, like, left his dog in the governor's mansion and then he came back and said no 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 i just made a trip and i was going to be back to come get him was that was weird <laughs> no i didn't even hear about that this is my first time hearing today uh, but i wouldn't be surprised if he i wonder what he's up to next because he's acting like oh i'm done but guys have like that Eric, guys my like time that is more valuable i have time to give time to this guy <laughs> his dog let's move on i don't have time for this guy he's gone good riddance hallelujah his legacy is exactly that he runs with criminals yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let me let me give you this one really, really quickly. Speaking of New York, uh, Broadway has unveiled, Eric's going to love this, a new diversity document. They say they will never assemble an all-white creative team on a production again. See, man, so they, solve, they solve racism, Eric. Entertainment is dead. We're going to have to come up with our alternatives. See what Gina Carano and her team is doing. You see what I'm doing with comic books. That's what's necessary. What we're doing because now. all these guys, what you're doing... All these guys, it's just yep. nothing is based on merit. Mm -hmm. Everything's based off of checking boxes. Yep. Me, like I talk about with my comic books, we got a couple of DC guys working on, uh, or former DC guys working on my project. 
I don't care what you look, what you, what you look like, I what your ethnic wait. background yeah. you come from. If you want to make some decent money and you want to do good work that you could complete, yep. I'm willing to hire you. Unlike those guys, well, you got to check a box. Sa- same with our film production. People go, Yaku, you only work with people like, no. People on our film crew, do, not my political affiliation, not my faith affiliation, best man for the job. But the interesting thing is, um, will they now put some white folks in Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we shall see. All right, but we got to take a break. We'll be back. All right. Well, we uh, pretty much ran the clock down, uh, but I will say, gentlemen, thank you for being on. It is a pleasure. As always, and hopefully next time uh, I will be in the studio in order to see you guys. Yep. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.